Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. To Dan Dan's planning, we have a belter. We are joined by everyone's favourite Dimfluencer, What Will He Cook? He's known for his banging meals and his parody food tunes, and he'll soon be your favourite Insta account. This episode, it was super giddy, and I even had to send Jordan out the room at one point for laughing so hard. Chat everything from Velcro shoes, his wallaby obsession, and his hatred of shepherd's pie. And as always, we have the bonus content from when you can't get enough of this main pod. Also, be sure to head over to our Reddit at r slash pod to give us your thoughts, opinions, and hot takes. Without further ado, enjoy the main pod. So, how did you two meet and come to know each other? Ah, well, Danny bought a watch off my girlfriend. <laughs> oh, yeah? What, what watch was that, Dan? I'm wearing it right now. It is a 1990s Cartier tank. So, she said that someone came and bought a watch off me. I think you'd like him. Yeah, that was kind of that was kind of it. Actually, also, my mate Will worked at Kyra for a bit as an editor. And he was like, when we were doing that YouTube thing that I do that no one watches, he was like, <laughs> oh, you should ask Danny if he wants to come on. And I was like, I don't know, Danny. But I, that's when I was like, oh, maybe... Maybe I could ask Danny and then coincidentally just met him through Squiggle. Squiggle is your girlfriend, by the way. Yeah. Squiggle took me and Jordan under her wing at the event. We had a couple of drinks together and whatever. It was like a nice relaxed event that also happened to sell watches. Mm. After we bought it, chatting Squiggle. And then she said, she was dating you. I was like, no way. I've been following Will for a long time. Sick. She was like, ah, oh, no way. Like, you'd really get along, whatever. And then in the morning, I got a message off you saying, I've heard we're going to be best mates. Yeah, I did. I, I did think that was going to happen. And just look at us now. <laughs> but to be fair, Dan did come to my, my pop-up. I did. That was very kind of you. We had some 19 quid Aperol spritzes. Oh god, sorry, I'm very gassy because I ate a sausage roll before I came in. Not the wonderful beers you've decided to bring with. It could be to do with the beers as well. Are these like some specialty beers? In it? It's a brewery in Cheltenham called Daya. Uh, right. They just make really nice beers. They are pretty good. Oh, thank you very much. Jesus Christ. Do it. Most weeks when you say these jokes, I'm like, we, me and the guests just tie each other. I feel like this is going to be you two versus me on this week. <laughs> Finally. You can't really beat a shit joke. What's the difference between an egg and a wank? You can't beat a wank. Why did the baker's hand smell? He needed a poo. Let's go. <laughs> that is, that was one apiece, and then we drew on the final one. Yeah, we'll leave nice. it as that. To the fashion, Will. Growing up, how did you dress like, because I know you were a basement kid. I don't, I can't remember when I joined the basement. I think it was, maybe I was like 17. How old are you now? Uh, 25 now, but I think that I joined maybe, when did it start? I think just to give the context we spoke about before, the basement was a Facebook group about streetwear, basically turned into a bit of a community, Lots of good friends there mm. yeah and you know there's a lot of people who are doing really well in the industry now it's brilliant yeah it's fantastic mm. and it seems to be not an institution that's the wrong word but if you were in the basement and you find someone else who's in the basement yeah. it's like hey, yeah basement yeah, yeah. fam that's, that's it was, that was the meeting call my uh my housemate now that i live with today at 25 <laughs> i met him in my first year of uni and he had a top knot so i avoided him because i thought he looked like a prick <laughs> and then he turned up one day to a lecture in a basement t-shirt so I was like we were outside having a fag and I was like ah oh, you're in the basement and I feel like it was at one point it was kind of like a secret thing what did you, did, <laughs> did you little... say basement fam to him? no 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 <laughs> no I didn't say that oh, I'm a twat but I'm not that much of a twat I've never I've never I've never said that but yeah I feel like at one point it was a bit like fight club like as if you weren't meant to talk about it except this cunt's out there wearing a basement t-shirt so I've got oh you're in the basement and now I've, yeah now I fucking live with him so got in got mates with him just through that and then yeah and that is what the basement is about community You've got Zupla, you've got Right Move, you've got Open Rent, and you've got the basement. Exactly, exactly. How did you find a flatmate in 2022? <laughs> yeah, bad people actually do post shit like that on the Facebook, though, don't oh they? Oh my like... god, it's, it's wild, it goes everywhere. During this time, then, you're wearing like Odd Future, Supreme, no, I never, I never bought Odd Future stuff. But I did like Odd Future, like I listened to Odd Future, but like, I never I never bought that shit. I mean, I grew up in Warwickshire, so when people were like, oh, we're going to go down and camp for the Supreme drop, I was like, oh, yeah, that sounds fucking shit. I'm not, <laughs> not going to do that for a fucking hoodie that I've, I can't afford because I'm 16 and I've got no money so I was kind of like oh I just I just wait until someone decides to be really nice and sell it for cheap which also didn't happen the first supreme thing that I ever bought was a man bag like a Gore-Tex man bag because I went to New York for a school trip when I was like 18 yeah we went to the supreme store and over there it was like there wasn't queues of wanky little teenagers outside it and I got yeah. in and, and yeah got myself a little man bag and I still use it to this day yeah all the time yeah I mean I don't know I was probably wearing I think I was wearing quite a lot of palette like I feel like I, 
the basement was kind of like when I started uni and I had like a few <laughs> the trifergs like used to fucking yeah. love the trifergs anything with a big triangle on it really just <laughs> just really stood out to me as something that I'd want to buy and then sell for 40 pounds more than I bought it for maybe like two years later my favourite thing that I had growing up was the first like Palace Adidas long, oh, long yeah. sleeve black top and that's when they were selling Palace from a lot of like other outlets so I bought yeah. it a flat spot oh yeah of course which is like like proper, proper I bought my first Palace piece from well my first Palace thing was a Palace skate deck and that was from Rock City Skate Park right. other than that it was like Chimp Store in Leeds yeah but um yeah fucking Palace and shit like that and Huff <laughs> the, Did weed you have the weed socks. socks. Oh mate, the plant life socks. I don't know what I'm talking about. Like, but the, I think that the first like prop like Palace and Supreme came when I was like 17, 18. But like, I used to go down the skate park and I couldn't fucking skate, so I ended up riding a scooter because my guy. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Like, if you can't do, look, I've got mild dyspraxia. Okay, like, you're not gonna fucking catch me doing anything that makes me look remotely talented at moving my body so those who can't skate scoot so yeah did you did you do that as well no obviously not <laughs> maybe one that might have tried it for a couple of years yeah yeah could you drop a fat bry flip right now if someone asked i could maybe bry whip and butter cup and whip front scooter could you maybe oh, you, man, you, i might have been sponsored are you gonna make you us sponsored? take this out i might have been you're gonna make us cut this out no i might make you cut it out no what? it's good no, you anyway. can't you can't make look Give the people what they want. If you're going to be a scooter wanker, you've got to own it and realise that you've come from a dark place and you're all right now. You're not scooting now, you're not scooting now, no? I had to give it up. Tore me ACL. Sure. (laughs) How hard were you scooting? Could have been sponsored by Mad Gear Pro by now, but uh, yeah, unfortunately I had to pack it in because the ACL just went out. Who were you sponsored by? Yeah, who were you sponsored by? I was sponsored by the local skate park. Oh, what? I just got three sessions. Oh, that's what? Did you have to pay to go? (laughs) Oh my God, yes. So, ours is called Skatopia UK. It's a registered charity for those interested. And it is an outdoor wooden manned park. Every skate park that's outdoor should be free and it's concrete because ours is on private land. They always need it to be wooden so it can be taken down at a moment's notice if they can't fill whatever. So, yeah, it's, it's got like people there and I end up working there so it's just literally all the staff do is sign kids in and scrape kids off the floor so you didn't you, you weren't sponsored you weren't there is what you're saying. You, yeah. no this is way before I worked there right okay and then I just stopped scooting and stop scootering sorry right, not yeah, scooting yeah. that makes me sound even neekier and I think that sounds cool so fashion yeah yeah sorry fashion so I used to have this huff hat <laughs> right okay and my genuinely my dog ate it which was and it was a sad sad day when my dog ate my hat because it it was a six panel for a long Oh, yeah. time, for a long time I thought there was only five panels. I thought I thought that was the hat. Yeah. I'd say, oh I'm gonna get a I'm gonna get myself a new five panel. I used to love a five panel. They were really cool. Yeah. Remember like Tumblr? Tumblr was like a big thing. I missed that era properly. Right. I never really used to use it, but I was wearing it. I used to go on it occasionally, but I never post myself. Right. But I missed that whole swag thing on Tumblr. Yeah, I had this camo underprint huff hat and it was awful. And then my dog ate it. And I think that my dog actually went on to be editor at GQ. So he had good, <laughs> good fashion ideas for quite a long time, did Chester. Uh, and now he's dead. <laughs> he's, not. He's, he's not, but he may as well be. He's fucked. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, fashion, uh, definitely. I think that as a kid, like, I always used to try and like, stay in with like, what was trendy and like, what was cool. And probably just ended up looking like a complete fucking idiot. I think so, I, I think we all do. That's the problem. When you think about what was cool, like that odd future. I mean, shit. Your, your man bag was. Yeah, the man bag's cool. The man bag's time. No, I mean your man bag's reflective. <laughs> Hey, here we go. That's true, actually. That's, I like your wordplay there. <laughs> so, was it streetwear in the basement, or the basement got you into streetwear? No, I was. I think I was into. I, I used to go down the skate park, so I, I just. I feel like skating and streetwear and all that sort of stuff is like completely synonymous, isn't it? Yeah. So sort of... What were you wearing before it? <laughs> I got very into Top Man when I was about thirteen, and had a lovely Mickey Mouse jumper. Another <laughs> um, yeah. one. And a pair of. Do you remember? Carrot jeans. Oh, of course. Carrot fit jeans. Pair of Toms, maybe? Oh, no, no, no. E- to be fair, again, I think I did have a level of foresight that espadrilles were for cunts. <laughs> so I, I never, ever got into Toms. I had this horrible, horrible, horrible pair of turquoise Vans Authentics that I'd wear. <laughs> and again, I think in the same way that my dog ate my horrible hat, the Vans that I had that were really, really disgusting, I left them on a bus. So I think On purpose? No, 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 no. That's what I'm saying. I did it by accident, but I think the universe is always 
always had a weird way of guiding me in. What did you walk home in? Oh no, I wasn't wearing them. <laughs> no, I was wearing my school clothes. I was meant to be wearing them after, so then I had to put my outfit on with my school shoes. <laughs> <laughs> go out after but even that probably looked better than those fucking horrible things so. well I've heard until the age of 15 you used to wear velcro shoes because you could never tie your own laces <laughs> fucking, did you ask Tegan that's not true that's not true but do you want to explain where that's come from then oh, we've got many sources and actually we have photographic evidence three, three people yeah. have, three people have messaged us that that's not true so you can do shoelaces up well I can now <laughs> but you can do 15 no, I, I, no I'm pretty sure I could <laughs> I'm pretty sure I could do them in first day of year seven. That's what I learned to do. Yeah, yeah. Who's fuck saying that I can't tie my shoelaces? I'll fucking fight them. Okay, fine. Learn to tie your shoes. You've got some really nice hats and your dog's doing you a service by getting rid of your shit hats. But you know, you're going to become something in the film industry and then lockdown happened. Yeah. I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I was like, oh, what do I like doing? Sitting in bed watching films. I'll do film studies at uni. So I did that for two years. Three years, actually. Three three years that I'll never get back. You, you graduated. Give yourself graduated, some Got a uh, tutu. Which is obviously the best, worst, odd worst fashion choice. Put <laughs> yourself a tutu. <laughs> oh yeah, so I did that and then went off, did a load of work experience, try and get stuff in production. Couldn't get anything in production, had to do loads of free work, got a job as a post-production runner, making tea and coffee for people that don't know how to say please and thank you. Hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, basically just lockdown happened and I thought, oh, I'll make some video. I was posting food pictures because I was trying to like document what I was making. Were you uh-huh. making this beforehand or would you just started cooking in lockdown? No, 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 I was cooking before, but not loads. I set up the account in January of 2020. I think the first post I did was like, oh, hello, I'm using this to document shit. Follow me if you want, whatever. When lockdown happened, my mate was like, oh, make a video. So I made a video and then I carried on making a video because I was furloughed. What was the video? Like a straightforward how to cook or was it? It was actually a bourbon bourbon milkshake where I blended bourbon biscuits with bourbon whiskey. No way. It was fucking disgusting. Oh. Um, but me and my mate were just like, well, COVID, what's that? We're going into lockdown. What's a lockdown? Like, well, let's do this the night before. And then he gave me like Final Cut Pro. Oh, okay, I'll drop you over at your girlfriend. Take now. this, I'll see you on the other side. Take this, see what happens. <laughs> then I was like, oh, cool. I'll start filming myself making things. Because I was literally sat in my pants for like the first seven days, like playing Skyrim. <laughs> and, I was, and Tegan was downstairs doing a dissertation. Her dad was upstairs working. Her brother was upstairs working. Her mum was having to go into the school to work or whatever. I was literally the only one that was not doing anything productive. And I was like, if I'm just sat here doing nothing. So I was like, oh, okay, well, look, I'll cook you dinner every night. I'm going to film it and I'm going to do this. And then I sort of did like 10 and then Mob Kitchen picked them up and was like, oh, do you... That you? quickly? Yeah, it was very early on. So would you consider yourself like a foodie before that? Like, where did that interest of food come in? I liked food, but I wasn't like, I didn't have the money to go and eat in places. Like, I was cooking loads at home. What kind of stuff? To be fair, one time I did do something really wanky and put like cucumber, like it was like scales on a bit of fish I cooked. That was probably about as fancy as it got. Wait, hold on, cucumbers? Yeah. Because so you need to be like lemons, but cucumbers very rug. No, I was, yeah, I got like little bits of cucumber and I like, put it on the top of this bit of fish so it looked like scale. Like a spa day for the fish. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, exactly. It was, it was, well, actually, to be fair, it was very much dead life. <laughs> when I started living in London and being able to cook my own food and not being at uni or anything like that, I got more into it. So you weren't the guy at uni banging out amazing meals. Were you going proper university? To be fair, food? I did have a slow cooker when I was at uni and I did use it quite often to make Hungarian beef goulash. Oh. And at one point, a very bland lamb sargwala, which I've been told probably the worst thing that I've ever made. Were you just copying like a recipe or were you like kind of tasting it? As no, you I like one? making it up. I think that's Complete the, freehand. Yeah, that's the fun of it, isn't it? So who are you watching then? I was watching a lot of Matty Matheson, nice. obviously. Big Hass as well, like when I started doing more Instagram shit. And then like Marcus Cooks as well, who's in the Oh basement. yeah, yeah. yeah so I, I, Marcus was like the first account that shared one of my videos. Yeah. I went to one of his pop-ups and he shared one of my videos, which was nice of him. It was like, that was it. Just like following like people on Instagram. Fuck, that's delicious as well, like actually. Yeah. Marcus, like, everyone likes that, even if you don't really give a shit about food if you like like hip hop you're gonna watch it like the entertainment values there yeah so what do you say is your speciality to cook I like doing pasta. Do you make your own pasta? No, I've never sauces? made my own pasta. I probably should, but I, yeah, I just <laughs> like making nice, nice pasta dishes. You know, your career then was kicking off because of lockdown. Your cooking career was really going places. We started doing stuff with Mob Kitchen. 
then the followers started coming, yeah? Yeah. Carried on making the videos, more followers came in. Was there like a video that was like the point where you're like, oh shit, this is a bit of a thing? The first one that I made for Mob Kitchen, I had like a thousand followers and then they posted it and I got like 5,000 followers or something overnight. Sick. What's going on here? This is cool. And then I was like, oh, okay, I'll carry on doing it. Stayed in touch with Ben from Mob who like runs Mob. Is it like a partnership then? Yeah, for a while, Mob owned 50% of What Willie Cook Limited, ah. which is a business thing. And now they own none and I'm signed to Juiced which is the talent agency that Mob have set up it's worked out quite nicely but I think the thing well is you know what they say you can never leave the mob <laughs> it's like the end of that joke <laughs> I was trying to think because it's not mafia is it it's like fucking it's what is this it's like mob ties <laughs> fucking mob ties that's it's what I was like, after you said it like it was a joke but it's actually a fact we had to take a little break there to uh, regain composure Will, what is the most embarrassing outfit or the most embarrassing trend you've been a part of? Snapback cap, new era. What team? Wildcats. I don't actually, I don't actually know. <laughs> a Shating Topman Keith Lemon t-shirt. Jesus Christ. Scoop neck, unless I'm very much mistaken. <laughs> and mustard chinos with a checked belt that I got from New Look for men. I, I believe I was wearing a grey pair of Vans Authentics with white laces. Yeah, that was that was the worst outfit I've ever worn in my entire life. I was a product of the time, okay? I was getting girls back then, <laughs> alright? But that's because they thought that was cool. And that's why I dressed like that. <laughs> we can now move on to the presents. <laughs> you've been posting song parodies. Yeah. Where you've been coming up with songs. Yeah. Such as? Freezer Dumplings, My Old Friend. I've come to snaffle you again. Dips. Dips. To the tune of Kiss. Exactly. Um, we did an original called Shepherd's Pie is Shit. I was wondering what that was from. It's brilliant. Yeah, that's... I didn't realise it's an original. No, that was, that was an original piece. Not a fan of that. Do you like Shepherd's Pie? I love Shepherd's Pie. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Shepherd's Pie is objectively the most clapped dinner you can ever have. Why? Because it's all soft for a start. And, then, and people will be like, we'll oh, you I'm can old. crisp up the top. But you can never crisp up the top. In fact, the best shepherd's pie that I've ever had was not shepherd's pie. I suppose it'd be more of a cottage pie. I did like miso braised beef, cheesy mash, and then put pastry on top of that. Because I feel like that's what that kind of pie, in inverted commas, lacks. Like pie should have pastry. Yeah. I'm a firm believer in that. I don't believe in fish pie. I quite like fish pie, but I don't believe in it calling himself a pie. <laughs> it's wrong. I was 19 when I found out shepherd's pie is not made with real shepherds. It <laughs> <laughs> was like a balloon. <laughs> <laughs> not made with real shepherds. Well, fish pie's made of fish. Same with baby wipes. They're not made of real babies. Didn't That's, you knew that? Do you know... It's funny you say that because I've been having a lot of fun using them, thinking they were mashed up babies. <laughs> and now I'm not going to bloody touch them. No way. Well, anyway, we have some suggestions for you, Will. Okay. We have Wonderwall. Yeah. Risotto Ball. About Arancini. About Arancini. Yeah, nice. Like that. Fair <laughs> enough. That's good. Jolene. Sea Bream. Yeah, cool. Like that. Rock the Boat. Familiar with the song? Could you just hum it? Don't rock the boat, baby. That's that the one. one. Yeah. Rock the Boat, maybe Ice Cream Float. Yeah, niche, but nice. Niche. Jordan's suggestion. One and only, pepperoni. Yeah, I like that. Finally, the one that I like from Jordan. Get low, could have escargot. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Imagine if I fucking put out a song about fucking cooked snails to the people that have been watching me making accessible dishes. I'll write a fucking song about anything, me. Yeah. As long as it's food, I'm, I'm there. I've just written a song about how much I hate baked beans. Yeah. I fucking hate baked beans. I fucking hate baked Do you want to hear it? Yeah. Well, exclusive. It's to the tune of Undone, the sweater song by Weezer. What a Classic. Song. Yeah. I'll just play a little bit of it. Hold it to the mic so we can hear it. They're small and weird and soft and shit. I'm not fond of baked beans. <laughs> if you want to destroy my breakfast, all baked beans over everything. Right, that's all you're getting. But I hate very baked good. beans. I think it's better to write a song about something you hate. And it's a very serious piece of music. The passion comes through. Yeah, the passion comes through. That's why the Shepherd's Pie one was pretty. <laughs> you know, I fucking hate Shepherd's Pie. I really do. And the Freezer Dumpling ones didn't do as well because I love them. Where did the music start then? What was the thing that ignited it? The wankiest sentence that anyone can say in the world is, I've always been quite musical. <laughs> <laughs> but I have always done music. Like, and I did like GCSE music. So you're 
also well known for like making food of just things that are in your fridge, throwing mm. stuff together that aren't normally there. Yeah, so this little town near me called Shipston, we I think we had about six quid between us, and we had beers, but we were quite young and we didn't have anything else really. So it was proper poverty. So we went to the Chinese and we were like, "Oh, can we get a chow mein?" And they were like, "Yeah, all right," because that's what they do there. They sell chow mein. Went to the co-op, and the only thing we had enough money for left over, we think we'd get some like chocolate or whatever. But we were like, "Why don't we just get like a thirty-five p loaf of bread?" And so we were using bits of bread to scoop out handfuls of the chow mein and having like nice. chow mein sandwiches. So I think in theory, putting more carbs covered in sauce in a sandwich genius. is a wonderful idea. So speaking of foods that shouldn't go together, what is the most bizarre combination that shouldn't work? This is a common thing. I know it's common around our area. People dip the chips in a McFlurry. Yeah, I think that's a bit weird. I've never tried it, but fair enough. I've never tried it, and I've also always feared the people that do. Mine was like so bland, where it shouldn't not really go together. An apple sandwich. Just apple. Slices of apple with buttered bread actually works really well. Is there anything that is just like completely <sighs> baffling? Fish fingers and custard, was that a Doctor Who oh, thing? Oh, shitting bollocks. I swear That's... that was a Doctor Who thing. That must have been Matt Smith, so I'd stop watching. <laughs> <laughs> Worst Doctor, mate. Tenen, so what, what, what Tenen, is there? Eccleston. That's it. There's no other Doctor Who's in my opinion. So was there anything that is like a bizarre... Yeah, my weird guilty pleasure is having a pot noodle, chicken flavoured, and making a crunchy peanut butter and mayonnaise sandwich. What? Yeah, and dipping that in the pot noodle because we were peanut like, butter and mayonnaise yeah sandwich. crunchy peanut butter and mayonnaise that pot by itself is fucking weird yeah 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 but it just it, it shouldn't work but I guess it's because it's quite like creamy and then you get crunch and you get savoury and sticky it's almost like can... a creme fraiche peanut satay <laughs> yeah it's that's... inside yeah inside it's inside it's, it's inside the place um, yeah but it's it's, it's actually quite quite tasty I haven't had one in a while how did you find that out no I was at my mate's house and we were like looking through his fridge and we were like oh why don't we have a cheese sandwich or something there was no cheese so but yeah the only things that we could find to like put to- I love mayonnaise like, I fucking love mayonnaise I'm well into mayonnaise it's my shit but a bit of mayonnaise a bit of crunchy I love peanut butter as well put them together see what you get <laughs> nice. they're all going to get mixed up in your stomach anyway yeah exactly it's all coming out as poo <laughs> <laughs> so I saw oh, this on your Instagram you uh, asked for people for your dad jokes yeah. what, what was the eventual winner my mate says your dad's got a food Instagram account called Sheffery Epstein. So, I quite like your dad watches Star Wars with one beer and calls himself only one Peroni. That's good. Oh, it's good. I don't know why I was so excited. I really like that. There was another one that was uh, your your dad sits at the top of the stairs and asks your mum questions and calls himself the Chaser. <laughs> Whenever your dad's daughter brings a boy home, he sh- shadow shadow boxes around the room. <laughs> It's good. It's so much funnier to imagine like your dad does the gardening in shin pads than it is to imagine like, oh your mum has sex with lots of men. Like, it's just way way funnier. Like they need to be bigger these days. So is this the content people can expect from your Instagram account? Then just lowbrow, lowbrow your dad jokes and then mayonnaise and peanut butter sandwiches. Yeah, I haven't quite got around to posting the mayonnaise peanut butter sandwich on the Instagram yet. Okay, so you're there making content on the internet. You're not a chef. How do you describe yourself? I just normally say internet food man. Internet food man? Yeah. I mean, that does the job. It describes exactly what you're doing. Yeah, well, because I think influencers, obviously, like, with Love Island and shit like that, it's really, really, really not a nice word. I suppose, in theory, you and I are Distinguished gentlemen. Well, we're certainly distinguished gentlemen, of course. We're influencers as well. You know, we we have some influence. (laughs) I'm surprised there's not a word for... For food influencers because it's like there is for skincare it's brilliant it's skin influencers that's really good and I thought I was on something but it needed work I was like in food yeah it's, it's not quite there but it sounds like some... kind of like a disease yeah. it's like an influenza yeah, the flu but in food I don't know I think there's a thing with like with food on Instagram because it's such a broad thing you get people that review things that have these like fucking self-righteous opinions they build up massive followings and actually end up like fucking small businesses by being like oh I didn't enjoy my croissant there yeah and that's like part of food content creation or whatever and I fuck it I hate that shit and then there's the people that actually are trying to teach people how to cook and then there's the people that are trying to teach people how to cook with some sort of like cheap meals like Tom Kerridge and Marcus Rashford have been doing with the cost of living situation like how to make well priced meals and stuff like that and that's really good but it's such like a massive space of like the internet is dedicated to food and there's so many shit 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 people within that (laughs) you know I like to think that I'm just doing stupid (laughs) stupid videos 
just like it's not I'm not trying to achieve much so people can you know follow some of the recipes now they can actually sample your food in real life done a partnership with a restaurant for some burgers you can order on delivery uh, yeah so saucy buns is a burger thing that I've launched with a company called Taster who wanted me to design a burger menu that people could order like round London it's in France it's in yeah yeah they're already international because they, they do like delivery things and they've got lots of kitchens about so one of their brands is like a fried chicken Korean fried chicken brand and then my, they wanted to set up a burger one so I was basically had a lot of conversations with them the main thing with like delivery is you order shit when you're hungover I'd say the most deliveries that I've had have been when I've been really hungover his is every night for dinner so well, give over not recently because you're not being here that's well because why you've I'm been having true. a bite of that crab pizza that's been in there for a week <laughs> I was kind of like you know I design a burger menu based on like what I'd want when I'm really hungover and we do like crispy deep fried potato smileys and they're tossed in like cheese dust you can get it here actually it's in Bethnal Green but yeah saucy buns go and buy it did you design the menus in like did you show them how to make it or you just sent over a recipe we did like a couple of like development days where I was like oh I want to do this the main thing is like a confit garlic burger sauce like slow cooked garlic blended into like a mayonnaise smoky paprika like mixture bit of mustard and it's just the sauce of the saucy buns with that we sort of just like worked out what you'd want when you're really hungover that partnership seems to be going really well then you've got new things coming out that we may or may not be able to talk about Oh, I've got fashion things. You've got fashion Have things you? coming out. Yeah. I don't know how much is like announced, but you know, I'm doing something with End. That's coming out soon and I can't say much, and that's all i got to say about that. <laughs> so, on to your love of wallabies. Yeah. So, I knew from the start, so when Tegan was chatting to us on the first night we ever met... I think you mean Squiggle. So, when we were first chatting to Squiggle... <laughs> She said about your love for wallabies, yeah. touched on it then, mm. and you looked at your arm. I didn't even realise you literally have a wallaby tattoo on your forearm. Yeah. How much do you love Clark Wallabies? And I do, where did this love come from? Do you wish there was a Velcro version? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I fucking, I'll tell you what, have you seen, I don't know what brand it is. It's a Japanese brand. There's one with like a big buckle. You seen them? They're fucking sick. I think it's an actual designer, right. like by name, but I don't know what brand it is. Of a wallaby style? It's a wallaby ah, shoe and they've right. got a big buckle and they look kind of like pirate shoes, but also quite cool. Yeah, my first pair of wallabies was the Wu-Tang ones. The yellow ones? Nah, they were like, one colorway was like cola. Yeah. So I did like the influencer like brand campaign for the wallabies, the yellow ones, and that was only about three or four years ago. So we did it then, and that doesn't seem like too long to start a love affair with wallabies. Well, I didn't have any money. But what was your <laughs> like, fucking age? Did you ever have them as like school shoes nah, or anything? Nah, I don't know what it was. I just liked the way they looked. I feel like I'd seen people wearing them. When I was at uni, I saw that they did the MF Doom ones. Yeah. And I really, really wanted Banging. a pair of them. You got some? The blue ones with the orange sole. Yeah, are they the the higher ones? Yeah, the mids. So I don't I don't suit the mids because they because my trousers. I don't think anyone does. Yeah, they're, but they're, I like them. They're they're nice to look at. Bought a pair of pure black leather ones. Yeah, got the the Wu Tang Wallabies. You know, like certain shoes just fit different ways. I'm normally a size eleven, so I bought a size eleven. And I fucking put them on, and I literally look like fucking sideshow Bob. And I was trying them on in the office, and there was people I could see they were looking at me. There, Johnny Big Shoes. I rang up End, and I was like, Oh, um, hi, uh. Yeah, so I've bought a pair of shoes offline, and uh, I don't know if this is the dumb thing, but can I come into the shop and swap them for a pair that fit, because I need to wear them today? They're obviously all based up north, where people are nicer. Yeah. They were like, yeah, just, yeah, we'll let them know you're coming. End customer service, I thought was very on point that day. So I went in, they swapped them out for a pair of tens, walked around with the best shoes ever on, and I've absolutely fucked them now. They are ruined. Like, then they were my first pair, my favourite pair. Love that. They're fucked. Are you a big Wallabies boy? I'm a huge Wallabies boy. Oh, I've had about go. 15 pairs in my life and counting. Oh, that's pretty good. Thank you very What's much. What's your favourite pair ever? I'd have to say the Doom Wallabies. My favourites, and I fucked it with the sizing again because I bought them off the Amelie Door website when they did the, uh, yeah. the green ones. And I was like, I'm going to yeah. fucking go around at Christmas they like were stunning. So you mentioned ALD there, and obviously... They've opened the store here, and one of the big draws is they've got the cafe. And there seems to be a real thing now of food and fashion going together. You have Stray Rats with Scar's Pizza. Yeah. Well, even like Maison Kitsun was the first one who did it. So, like, for me, like, Cafe Kitsun, that's like the Cap original. Kitston. <laughs> but even like yeah well Burberry is a cafe in the shop it's not quite the same mm. but people go in there just for the cafe I always like to think of food and beers and beverages and everything ties together and you've had like Palace Stella as well like yeah, and they like, did that thing in the pub I think it's more of a marriage of like hospitality you're delivering an experience as retail dyers 
in, yeah. in inverted commas. Like, yeah, you need yeah. to create the experience a bit more. Yeah, 100%. You've been in the store. It's honestly the best shopping experience it, I've it's had. It's the nicest retail experience I've ever had. The thing that I find really nice about that place is that everyone that works there is actually nice. I won't go... Well, I mean, Supreme's fucking dying anyway, but like... And they're still getting the best collabs ever. And it's Supreme whatever. will never die. It won't die, It'll but always it will always like... be in a constant state of dying. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like It's very much like... Not a midpoint, because I do still like Supreme. I haven't bought anything from there for years, mm. but it will always be one of those points where it's like... It's so high up that yeah. it's hit this kind of yeah. level. Where it, can't it, never... go, it can't go higher. Is it a checkpoint in a game? Is it the top of Everest? Exactly. And it's just getting a bit cold. <laughs> I'm running out of oxygen, but it's still there. I don't know, man. I, like Supreme is whatever. It's cemented. My experience in going into Supreme is rude people being unkind to children. Genuinely. I remember going in there when I was like fucking 16 and asking some cunt. Sorry, I'm not going to say, I shouldn't say cunt, should I really? But he's a, he was a cunt. And I, I went in there, I was like 16 years old. And I feel like I, I must have been a bit fatter when I was like 16. And they had an XL t-shirt and it fit real small. And I really liked it. This guy was a dick, right? And I tried this t-shirt on and it didn't fit me. And I went out and... As do you I not said, think it was anything to do with you walking in age 16 in Velcro shoes? <laughs> Oh, uh, no, I walked in. I, I'm pretty sure I was probably just wearing a gimp suit. And um, and I went in and I tried this T-shirt on. And I came out and I said to the guy, I was like, oh, it's a bit small. I don't suppose you've got any XXLs or whatever. And he just went, no. And I, and I was <laughs> like... And answered? Yeah. And I was like, um, could you check? <laughs> he went, we only go up to XL. And he shouted in my face. And I was literally like, I was a kid. Yeah. And I was just a bit like, how... F- Bro, you work in a fucking shop. Why are you talking to me like that? Like, why are you being that rude to me? But I think that is the charm of it. No, it's not the fucking charm of it. I think that's the charm man. of Supreme because no, you know what you're getting into. It's what like Supreme seem to be the cool kids who are like, will I get to chat to them today? And you end up fucking yeah. buying something. They're like, yeah, that's a cool piece, that. And you're like, fucking hell, dear me. Oh, sweet. My testicles have just grown twice the size. Thanks for complimenting me, you. I like your Supreme Hanes t-shirt <laughs> you've got tucked into your fucking dickies. <laughs> Lovely work mate go outside and drop a fucking tray flip mm. and then you go into palace and it's all the stone skaters yeah who are very much like yeah, friendly how's it, how's it going man yeah, yeah call me if you need help yeah then you go into ald and it's very much hey don't know why they're american we know, we... So, hey, hey how are you doing like how can i help you yeah, like yeah. so big shout out well, to ricardo because they're aware that everything's 400 pounds that so they're not going to try and make you not want to buy it but at the same time it seems quite genuine like me and my manager went in i bought like a cap and he bought a cap we both bought caps. The Velcro at the back. He was. A- <laughs> no, I'll have you know it's a snapback. I can just about get around that with my weird fingers. But they've got like the little dressing rooms things downstairs. Oh, unbelievable. And it's like a carpeted staircase. It's got like, like a little DJ bar. Just really nice. Apparently, yeah. Action Bronson was in there a couple of weeks ago smoking a zoot in the basement. Well, like, they in they that had Tyler bit. and Travis there in the last couple of weeks as well. Yeah, they will have done. Big shout out to Ricardo as well. My first experience there, I thought, right, being up in a couple of days, the height might have died down. There's a queue outside. Straight away, walk in. This lad comes up to me. He's like, anything you need? Like, I'm more than happy to help. Just like literally stuck with me the whole time. It's like yeah. fucking, but well, not bothering. Just being nah. sound as fuck. Being like, it's a fucking high end shopping experience. Like there's shit exactly. in there that's bare expensive. It's good quality. And if they're not nice people, then they're just representing something that's meant to be a nice experience in a shit way. Exactly. They all have like passion for it. Like Ricardo, he ended up coming to my birthday party. It's like he's just a genuine like sweet lad. He's got a passion for like the clothes and that. Yeah. And yeah, when every time we go in there, he's just like, hey man, like, do you need help with anything? Like, it's because they offer them a seventy percent discount exactly so it costs the same amount as something expensive from primark so you said your fashion style has changed as you know you, i suppose you're earning money you're getting older you can tie your own laces you can... <laughs> <laughs> i can't believe that fucking tegan has told you a complete lie who's tegan squiggle sorry squiggles fucking told you a lie about me and my shoelaces <laughs> if i couldn't tie my sho- i sucked my thumb till i was 14 all right i'll admit when i'm doing something fucking weird at a late age <laughs> Until you're 14, yeah. you still suck at 25. <laughs> so bad. That's just mean. <laughs> That's just unkind, Danny. Yeah, your girlfriend works in fashion yeah. for quite like a sartorial brand. Has your style moved towards that at all? No, not at all. No, and it won't. The thing is, as well, being like, I used to care more about like what other people thought was cool. Like, and I thought it was a bit cool, but like probably not as much as I could have. And whereas now I'm kind of like, the beauty of being in your mid 20s is probably finding something practical and fashionable, <laughs> you know? So Theoretically, if our friends had a wedding, maybe say the end of this month, yeah. and your girlfriend, 
works at one of the highest rated sartorial magazines. Yeah. What will you be wearing to said wedding? I've tried to get that. It's not working. I've tried. I've asked. I've said. I suppose though, you can't really like, you know, like you can pull suits from brands so you borrow them for the occasion. You couldn't do that because you're underwear adverse as well. Is that your segue onto this story? Let's talk about your aversion to underwear. I don't know what you're talking about. Apparently you sleepwalk naked when you're mega drunk. Yeah, I do. It's bad actually. It's bad because it doesn't happen that often but I do like to have fun and sometimes I don't know when to stop having fun and there's been various different occasions where I sleep naked I think it's the best way to sleep as God intended exactly God didn't invent underpants Carving Glan did if I'm staying at mine or at Tegan's squirrels <laughs> squirrel uh, basically after about three o'clock in the morning if I've had a certain amount of pints I become a naturist <laughs> But a, ve- a very a very sleepy nature. Are the local police aware? Well, no, because I never leave the building that I'm in. But there's been multiple occasions where I've got up, like gone to the loo, walked downstairs, like walked around the house, and then like walked back up. And it only seems to happen when I'm really battered. I stayed at Squiggles the other night, and I was really battered. It was it was the Saturday after your birthday, so Friday was quite big. Anyway, I, I get woken up and I'm butt naked, sat in Squiggles' kitchen, and she's like tapping me, being like. Will, what are you doing? What the fuck? Yeah, I just—it's weird. I'm cooking, Squiggle. Leave me alone. I'm making an omelette. No, I don't. I don't. I don't sleep walk when I'm sober. But if I'm really drunk, I think that perhaps my brain gets itself into a sort of purgatory between being really fucked and asleep, and then it just thinks, "Oh, take the legs for a wander," and I just end up going for a wander. I was—I was at mine before. So who's finding me back to the kitchen? (laughs) Well, you know, yeah, it tends to happen. At Tegan's, the kitchen's upstairs. At mine, the kitchen's downstairs. At least you're not a gardener, because that'd be awful in winter if you found your way out naked in the garden. That would be bad. That would be bad. And what's yeah. this? What's about you, Hulk Hogan, in your pants then? <laughs> yeah. So Squiggle only said that you rip your pants off, apparently. And the worst thing was you couldn't even find them in the morning. Yeah. Apparently, it's become a habit as well. I've done it a few. Is it times. like the recent trend where people say, "Can I have a napkin?" and they rip the guy's shirt off? Is it like that where you literally? It's basically with pants. I don't know if you ever tried to rip your pants off, but I'm a Calvin Klein boxer brief man. I always have been. I always will That's a lot be. Of money you're spending on ripping pants yeah well you know they get old and they get holes in them don't they I mean of course you do how would you get your legs through otherwise well by the way how would you pop your cock out for a piss when you're going for a wee in the pub? <laughs> Basically, I was in second year at uni and I thought it was my birthday. I thought it'd be really funny. I stopped smoking weed after my first year at uni and everyone else carried on quite a bit. And so everyone like at the end of every night out would go back, have a load of spliffs and like have a nice time. And I always had quite a lot of fun. I like being around people that are on drugs. I find it quite funny. I was getting a bit bored with everyone monging out and I was really, really, really fucked. So I just thought it'd be really funny. We're on the third floor of the house. I thought it'd be really funny. I was just in my pants. So I just fucking grabbed them, ripped them off my body, and I still had the Calvin Klein strap, ripped everything else off, and I just jumped down the stairs, and I had like carpet burns all up my legs for fucking ages. For some reason, I think it gave me such a thrill that then like... I'm going to do this more often. Yeah, a couple of years later, me and Squig, sorry, we were getting ready to go for bed after a night out, clean our teeth, whatever, and I think I just like sat in the bath and then thought it'd be really funny to rip my pants off. And then, I don't know, honestly, it's a party trip. Wait till you're really fucked, right? And you're just with your missus and just rip a pair of like, just try. There's something thrilling well, he, about- He just said he's not wearing his good boxes now. Why don't you do it now? You could do I it mean, now. I was going to say, there might, there might be something very demoralising about trying to rip your boxes off and it not <laughs> well, working. But you've got to back yourself. <laughs> you've always got to back yourself, Danny. That's where I'm going wrong. Yeah, you have to be real nice and drunk and to the point where you get sort of like crackhead strength. I I highly recommend ripping your boxes off and just running away. So you're sleepwalking naked into the kitchen. You're ready to make yourself a pot noodle sandwich. Is <laughs> <laughs> that noise? Shout out fire down my <laughs> But you're asleep, so you forget you kept the oven on. Your house is burning down. You can save one item of clothing from your wardrobe. What would it be and why? I suppose we need to add some like caveats in there. You can't put Velcro shoes. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Very true. I bought a Story MFG jacket the other day. Nice. Big uh, love, Saeed. I like what they do, but I've always looked at it and thought like, it almost like puts it across as like, oh, you have to wear this whole outfit. You know what I mean? I it's that, like, yeah. the whole vibe of the thing. Yeah, I bought this really nice jacket the other day. It's like baby bluish and it's Ooh. got these like little white spirals on it. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I only got it the other day, but I think I'll probably save that because I've not worn it yet. I mean, from a fashion perspective, it's obviously got to be an item of clothing, but I probably would just nip to the fridge and grab the little pot of exo shiitake mushroom sauce 
sauce and then sit Ooh. outside eating it with my hands watching my house burn down because <laughs> I know that it would it would cheer me up. <laughs> but yeah, from a fashion perspective, it would probably be that because it's, it's the most recent jacket I bought. Onwards to the future. Yeah, what is next for you? I was going to do a line of microwaves. You know, I've never owned a microwave. Have you not? No. Like Air fryer? Are you using it quite a lot? Because they're getting very popular. You know what? I moved into the flat and it was fully unfurnished. And yeah. I was in that kind of realm where you move into a new flat and you're like, I can spend a bit of money on furnishing this flat. And I thought, right, it's coming to my birthday. What do I want? And I was stuck between a Dyson air dryer because my hairdresser recommended it. I thought, you know what? My line of work. What is it? If you're slim and you keep your hair, you look younger. So I thought, you know what? Instead of using cheap fucking air dryers, I use one every day in my life usually. And Why? then I thought, just let your hair dry normally. You'd get better volume on it. If you just let it dry, not even void. I just heard this is all fucking this ion shite, and it's apparently really good for you. You've got a great hairline, stop rubbing it in. I mean, mine's not a great hairline, but it's not receding, it's just a shit hairline. Yeah, I went for an air fryer, and I've only used it three times thus far because I haven't done a proper food shop yet. We're still working with a flat, we're still trying to get leveled out. Like, I haven't bought into the hype yet, but Mm. my girlfriend's parents they swear by an air fryer. He went into our kitchen, he saw I had an air fryer, but I didn't know that he'd seen it and I'm quite proud of the air fryer being like yeah I'm gonna be an air fryer lad from here on in anyway free birthday a parcel comes I didn't know who it's from I thought right I'm gonna save it so I came upstairs and on my birthday I opened it it's an air fryer cookbook look through it the possibilities are endless so maybe you don't do a microwave Will maybe you release an air fryer I think yeah also I'm glad that you brought it back to that because I forgot that I said I was gonna release a line of microwaves <laughs> you're not I'm not I hate microwaves yeah, I don't okay. like them I think they're shit yeah that's why I've never had one but I'm very up for trying out an air fryer. So you're not doing microwaves because they're shit. No, I think the future holds more silly songs and maybe more presenting stuff. When you say about presenting, is this your own show or would you like to be a host of an existing show, say MasterChef? No, I wouldn't like to do that because then I'd have to hang out with Greg Wallace and he's a bold prick. I once posted a, a picture on my story. Greg Wallace doesn't follow me, right? right? He probably won't follow me if this comes out. <laughs> Have you ever seen that picture that's like the Dalai Lama signs the peace agreement or something, whatever, and it's Greg Wallace at a book signing? <laughs> and I posted it on my story and Greg Wallace replied being like, like that. And I said, thanks, Greg. Hope you're well. <laughs> <laughs> no punctuation, no emojis, no, just like that. That was it. Yeah, he's, he's a simple man of simple pleasures. With was simple it a, like that or was it a like that? <laughs> I think it was like that. As in, I like that. So, why would you not want to hang out with him? He seems like a lovely person. Yeah. Likes he punched a man in a pub in Evesham once. So, you don't want to be presenting MasterChef. What food show would you take over? I would like to bring back Ready Steady Cook. But I think they've done it with Rylan, which frankly is a pretty weird well, thing. He's supermarket sweep as well. He's doing it all, mate. They're fucking getting for everything that Rylan. They're probably spleeing. I'm going to get myself to Turkey and get some teeth and hopefully get me some of my jobs. Yeah, I don't think you need to. You've got quite nice teeth. Would you ever want to work in a kitchen? No. First shift I ever did in the kitchen, the chef was, like the stereotype says, pissed up, coked up all the time. Someone sent back a pizza that he made and it was on a two inch thick oak board and he fucking pushed the pizza onto the floor, picked the oak board up. I'd not been there before, it was my first shift. So he threw it across the room and it missed my head by about that much. It probably weighed about four kilos. I was like, yeah, I'm not going to ever work as a chef because it's not the type of life that I would like. Would you ever open your own kitchen? Yeah, potentially, if I could be involved in a way that meant that it could be the food that I wanted it to I think you've hit the sweet spot with your burgers where it's like, you can collaborate on something without having to do day-to-day legwork on it. So you can still focus on your personal endeavours while still having your food out there. Yeah, I think so. I mean, burgers are inherently quite simple. Like they, you know what I mean. I feel like when it comes to actually feeding people, I like doing the pop ups and I like doing it like very, very rarely because I think it's just nicer that way. And whenever I do a pop up, I'll do the prep with my mates who are actually chefs. And then on the day, I'll sort of mill about getting drunk, making sure everyone's having a nice time. I'll do all the food and I'll say like, we're doing this, we're doing that, whatever. And and I like doing that. But being an actual chef and being in service, I, I will do it at some point because I've got mates that have got restaurants and I'll give it a go but I know that I'll just find it incredibly stressful so when it comes to you personally two things I've wanted to ask as a chef or as someone who cooks a lot of good food can you be asked to cook proper meals all the time or most of the time do you just have a comfort recipe that you'll just bang out all the time to be honest I think if I can't be asked to cook I'll get a takeaway what is your takeaway of choice I've got a really good Caribbean place near me Nice. Oakshi. 
But I think I will always cook a proper meal. And if I'm trying to be quick, I'll do like a pasta. What is your like quick pasta of choice? Yeah, so roasted tomatoes with anchovy, just cooked up with like garlic and onion. That fucking tossed through pasta is very nice. So. It's like comfort food almost. Yeah, I think pasta is, is just comfort food anyway. Like it's, it's good. It's what you want all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And secondly, again, as someone who cooks a lot of good food, do you host dinner parties yourself? Yeah. You do? Yeah. Because a lot of people who are like, either chefs, whatever, as soon as they come back, they can't be asked to cook. Yeah, well, the thing is, that's it. Like, I'm not a chef, innit? So, like, that's, that's so it's it. still a passion. Like, I have a passion for making nice food, and there's no better way of enjoying the fact that you can make something nice than making something for all your mates. So what is something that you'd make for, say, four or six people... Quick and easy. That will always impress a guest. At New Year, I had like 10 people around and we just got very, very fucked and I made chilli. But it was like a beef shin chilli. I cooked for like eight hours, maybe 10 hours with like all sorts of, all sorts of like fresh, fresh like cinnamon. Well, fresh cinnamon is fucking, it's a, it's a twig. But like, <laughs> uh, cinnamon and then, yeah, just did like, yeah, just like rice with sour cream and cheese. But like the main event was the chilli and it was like pulled beef. Oof. Shin. I feel like it's quite nice if you've got people coming around to just do something in a slow cooker. Yeah. Like something a bit more than like, oh, just like a curry or whatever. Like do something with, like get a The piece... meat in the slow cooker. Yeah. But a piece of meat, a beef shin or a short rib or something like that that's like made to be cooked slowly for ages because it's just, it's always great to know that you're eating something that's been cooked for a long amount of time and that's why it's like falling off the bone and it's delicious. Oof. Yeah. You know yeah. Usually at this part of the podcast, we ask about what people want to see from the future of fashion. What, six hours in? <laughs> <laughs> we know what you want to see. More Velcro, Velcro shoes. shoes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I wonder, what do you want to see from the future of food? Velcro pants <laughs> that are edible. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be honest, with the future of food, is it more edible stuff? I know here calls the team with the Red Bull to make an edible cup. Right. So it's apparently tasty and it gives you some nutrients. That <laughs> is the fucking stupidest idea. Who's doing that? Hackles, but you can you can They're plant making it. edible cups. You can plant it and it's biodegradable or you can eat it. Do they taste like Red Bull? I have no idea. They teamed up with Red Bull. I only saw it today. But anyway, we have that. <laughs> we have bugs. So people are eating bugs. So that, yeah, meat. I've eaten some stuff that's made of bugs, like crackers made of bugs and obviously it is more sustainable what I kind of bugs would crack into it is it like ants it's beetles? a lot of ants well ants most ants have more protein in them per 100 grams than like steak yeah it's like a whole thing you can put them in a biscuit if you want I'm still not going to be that happy that I'm eating ants what I about think, like meat like meatless well, meat well that's the thing like I feel quite lucky to be in a position where I can be quite careful about where I buy my meat from I don't tend to buy meat from supermarkets because I don't well it's not usually good quality you know the shit that you buy in supermarkets will be like oh this is free range you know it's not it doesn't taste good compared to when you go to a butcher and you buy good meat but they do try and do like sustainable farming is something that people are trying to do do you know Swaledale no it's in New Yorkshire alright is it a place or a farm it's a place it's a farm and it's a breed of sheep right but they try and do sustainable farming so I think they don't they don't sell stuff until they know that there's stuff coming in kind of thing and keep that you know they don't overdo it yeah and they also there's people trying to do like regenerative farming Mm-hmm. which is exactly that it's like you know unless there's more meat about to be ready they're not going to sell the other stuff yeah so it takes longer but like if you can buy fresh veg and you can buy fresh meat and you can go to your butcher it's so more the supply and the demand that's the problem yeah that is the problem it's over farming hoping people buy it rather than being like yeah. i want this this day yeah can you get it to me by then it's like sweet yeah 100 percent. supermarket situation the amount of shit that they probably have to throw away every week is bad but you know I don't know the solution I just know that I'll try and buy good quality meat from from reputable sources yeah and from farmers that are doing you know good good work and also producing meat that tastes a lot better I'm not going to be a vegan ever and I'm not going to be veggie ever but I can reduce my meat consumption it costs a lot more to buy like good meat yeah and that's how I'll how I'll do it and so that's all that matters. <laughs> from the future of meat to the future of fashion. Are you aware of the metaverse? I am online? aware that there's some sort of lizard man that owns Facebook who's doing a big thing with the metaverse. Indeed. And if that comes to fruition, 
what the fuck is it? What is it? Well, there's two things. One of them scared me a little bit. Not scared me, but like shook me up. It was like, the metaverse is going to be, we all got VR headsets on, living our best life. It's basically like daydreaming, but you're in it. It's almost like Sims, but real life. Yeah. But the other one was, apparently the metaverse is when people spend more time online than they do in the real life. And when I look at my screen time, sometimes mm. it's a bit like, shit, you know what? I'm getting close to that. Yeah. Bear in mind, you have eight hours of sleep. Mm. So at least 16 hours in a day. Yeah. Eight hours of screen time is literally half the time you're awake, yeah. you're living online. Mm. So people are transferring their lives digitally. Mm. But do you think fashion can make its way into something that's not tangible and holdable and wearable? I think potentially. I think it's there's a way at the moment where people are, in a good way, say you've got a brand and you want to make jeans. Yeah. Instead of making tons of samples, which is denim is horrendous for the environment. Double denim is twice as bad. <laughs> well played good sir <laughs> you can choose your cuts you can choose your style you can do it all digitally yeah. so you can always do like CAD CAM so you're making it before it goes into production Yeah. but in this instance we're on about pure unadulterated living online Right. you have an avatar living in yeah. the metaverse yeah. what do you dress it in? Heelys mate why do you need Heelys? Why do you need anything if it's just online? Are they Velcro so, Heelys? No, they're fucking laced up <laughs> Heelys, Jordan. In the metaverse, you no, can tie his laces. It's the metaverse, done. I can do whatever the fuck I want. Nike trainer end or Heelys, all right? They've got the fucking Velcro, they've got the laces, and they've got a big fucking wheel in the back. Then I can just go around in them. Also, the beauty of the metaverse is, does fashion really matter? Yeah, it does, because that's going to be you one are representing you have to wear the whole time. Online. Yeah, so I want Heelys, three-quarter length shorts. <laughs> what wheelie cooks. Hey, there we go. Now that's what they'll call me if ever I have a terrible leg accident. <laughs> <laughs> and then maybe a shirt with flames. Nice. Coming up. Do you think you got Ferrari? Uh, Ferrari? I, I think you mean Fier. <laughs> You're the chef, not me. I'm going to show people the diners, the drive-ins, and the dives of the metaverse. <laughs> and then probably a pair of Oakleys on the back of my head. And so you're going full scumbag sleaze. Yeah, big time. I'm going to look like the lead singer of The Offspring. Oh, what um, a man. Yeah, big band. And then maybe, hat-wise, Captain Jack Sparrow's captain's hat. <laughs> I don't want my outfit Why to... Why not? Oh, it's just... Look, if it's online, realistically, you can be very silly. Exactly. I find. You've made a whole business out of it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Being an idiot on the internet. Do you know what I'd really like? Actually, if I could get one thing, it would be... Was it Palace and Adidas or was it Palace and Reebok that did that, like, goalkeeper... Was it blue? Collared. No, it was like it was like maroon and black. And it was like a... I think it was Palace Adidas. Yeah. And it was like a big goalkeeper shirt type thing. Like a weird little V-neck thing. I can't Sick. remember what it was, but I just remember looking at it and thinking, that's wicked. I've not got 120 like quid. a drill top. Yeah. I'd like to wear that to do press-ups in. Nothing else. <laughs> just that. Whilst listening to The Offspring. Yes, whilst listening to The Offspring, precisely. And on that note, thank you very much for joining us for the main pod. Obviously, we oh, are going to head to the bonus content. Cheers for coming on, Will. Do you want to say thank you to the people? Yeah, thanks very much to everyone for listening. Where can we find you? Plug your socials. Uh, at what Willie Cut on Instagram, Twitter, and Do you do TikTok? Uh, yeah, I do, I do do TikTok. My TikTok's at what Willie, I think. But I don't really, I don't make like specific TikToks. I just post the same shit on there and hope for the best. Perfect. <laughs> thank go. you very much for joining us. Come and join us for the bonus content. Lots of love, guys. Take care. It should be illegal to cook this evil. I'm not in the mood. Does anyone have the number for a local Chinese takeaway? Because shepherd's pie is shit. I'm so ready, bloody done with it. Shepherd's pie is shit.